Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Viral, a podcast series looking at the spread of COVID-19 as it continues to affect Ireland and the international world in a growing capacity. I'm Ian Doyle. On today's episode, we look at anxiety in the family unit and Ireland's latest coronavirus measures. We're in this for the long haul, and this could go on for weeks, perhaps even months. So we need to maintain our humanity as well. And it is okay to see our families and loved ones, because we have to look after our mental health as well as our physical health. But we have to maintain physical distance, and much less frequently than we would have in the past. That was a clip from yesterday's government briefing as we heard the new measures that are now set in place as Ireland battles in confronting what is its new normal. Contrary to popular speculation, lockdown measures were not introduced by government yesterday afternoon, but plenty of news surrounding healthcare, social welfare and business closures were all announced in another monumental speech from Antishok Leo Varadkar. Four years ago we commemorated the 1916 Rising, and we celebrated the men and women who helped us win our freedom and independence. I never believed we'd be called upon to match their courage or example. But today we are. Working together as a country, we will come through this emergency. We'll be tested, but we will succeed. Our greatest generation was not in the past, and better times are yet to come. The Irish Sun's Adam Higgins was at the conference and we caught up to run through the finer details of some of these new measures and when we can expect to hear further news. Also on the podcast, I chat to Dr Mary O'Kane about how we can best communicate at home and family anxiety during the coronavirus outbreak. Adam, good to speak to you again. You were at the press conference earlier on today. What was the atmosphere like before we get into what the actual details were? There was a very historic sort of feeling to the press conference today, even in the way it was held itself. Numbers of media that were allowed into the press conference was limited to, I think, maybe 13 or 14 reporters and TV cameras and that sort of thing in order to keep the physical distance that the Department of Health and the HSE have been asking for. So even in the way the conference was held, it was different from the start. And then when things got on the way, it took a very serious tone with a lot of the questions very detailed because there was a number of new measures thrown at us today. And can you run through some of what those measures are? There wasn't any kind of drastic changes put in place in terms of a proper lockdown scenario, but we did get more information coming through. We did indeed, and the Taoiseach was actually keen to move away from the word lockdown, which he says is unhelpful because it means different things in different countries because a lot of people will have seen some of the measures in Italy or some of the measures in Spain and think that we're going to head towards that so he doesn't really want that word to be used. When it came to the new measures that we had this was the latest in, in a series of kind of 
weapons that the government has in its arsenal to try and slow down the spread of this virus. So the next step that we're taking now will be the closure of all non-essential retail outlets. So that's hairdressers and clothes shops and things like that. Schools, creches and colleges will remain shut until April 19th. Gatherings of people outside in the open air of no more than four people. People will see the Gardaí over the coming days on the street and they'll be trying to encourage people into physical distancing. And then finally we saw a 3.7 billion additional package from Finance Minister Pascal Donoghue in order to combat the economic downfall of the virus. And coming back to your second last point there as well, we did learn obviously about further restrictions, but there was also an emphasis that we do still maintain some level of independence here. Why do you think Varadkar was so keen to stress that? He did say things along that line and he was keen to point out the difference between what's happening in Britain and what's happening in Italy and what we have here. And he gave one very interesting answer. We have a small advantage as a small island off Europe that we are further away from the epicenter of the virus in in Europe, in Spain and Italy, which he said has given the government time to come up with this plan that he hopes will save thousands of lives in the long run. And also you mentioned there about an economic plan from Pascal Donoghue. What do we know about the additional unemployment benefit and self-isolation benefit payments that are now going to be increased? So the social welfare benefit is what they're calling the COVID-19 emergency payment, which was put in place for people who immediately lost their jobs. So originally that was put in at €203 a week, which the government has always said was temporary because they were going to increase it, but that was just to get money in people's hands immediately. So that's gone up to €350 a week now. But a lot of the £3.7 will also be used to subsidise workers' wages. So the government is keen to keep a link between employees and employers so that when this is all over, people can get back to work straight away. And as Business Minister Heather Humphreys described it, kickstart the Irish economy to get us back on track. So a lot of that 3.7 billion will be used to pay workers wages over the next 12 weeks. And that's up to 70% of the wage. So if a restaurant or a hotel can continue to pay 30% of their workers' wages, the government will then subsidise the other 70%. And I think that's up to a maximum of about €415 a week. Health Minister Simon Harris also spoke a lot about the public versus private nature of Ireland's healthcare system and what they're going to do to combat that. What do we know about these new measures coming in? Simon Harris uh, announced a big win today for the Department of Health in that they have now secured every private hospital facility for the public health service in the fight against COVID-19. So that's an extra 2,000 beds and an extra nine laboratories that the HSE can use now for patients that are suffering from the coronavirus. And he also said that every person that is treated for the coronavirus in Ireland won't have to pay a penny, that they'll all be treated for free. And he put out a call then to everyone in the public to become heroes themselves, as well as our frontline heroes. So he's looking for people to wash their hands, physical distance, to stay at home in order to become heroes and save lives. And finally, before we finish up, what do we know about how long these measures are going to be in place for? That's a good question. And over the past uh, couple of days, the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Hoolan, has been at pains to point out that Ireland is at the very start of this. So we have a long period ahead of us with all this. This is going to become the new normal, as, as the government has pointed out. So a lot of those measures are in there for the next 12 weeks. 12 weeks seem to be something that was talked about a lot. So hopefully over that 12 weeks, we will be over the hump when it comes to the curve and on the way to getting back to normal. There are many questions parents are being faced with from their children as the new norm begins to sink in for households around the country. Why they have to 
socially distanced themselves, why we're keeping them inside, why we're not letting them out, why they're not going to school, they're not engaging in their normal activities. So it's really important to talk to them about the reason why we are doing this. Dr Mary O'Kane is a specialist early childhood psychologist and lecturer in early childhood education in Maynooth University. Much of how we communicate information about the virus to our kids should wholly depend on the child's age. For little ones, they very often think about themselves. They're like, is this going to happen to me? You know, they're worried about their own health. So for little ones, it's important that they know that eight out of 10 people who get this will get a mild version of the flu. They need to have this sense of perspective in their minds and that most people will be fine. We don't expect most children to get this virus and if they do get it they will get a very mild version. Videos and photographs of teenagers around Ireland not abiding by many of the social distancing measures have circulated throughout social media in recent days. It's important to emphasise the root of why this is important to them, particularly as they have the ability to comprehend the broader implications of COVID-19. Those relationships with their peers are so important. They really are. So they're going to be really missing those connections so that we explain to them why that we need to take a social responsibility at this time, the reasons why we really need them to stay safe and to protect the most vulnerable. It's always a good idea to relate it to somebody they know. So to talk to the older ones about the grandparents, perhaps about somebody within the family who may have um, been more vulnerable and to explain to them why we have these expectations of them at the moment. And if a child was displaying some clear anxiety around the issue, what advice would you give to parents who are then trying to communicate with their children? Um, with anxiety, they are going to be anxious. You know, I think as parents, we look at ourselves and we're, we're looking, we're reading in the media, we're looking in social media. And every so often, I think even as adults, we, we suddenly are, are battling with these worst case scenarios. So I think it's only natural. You know, our anxiety is, is transferring onto our children. Because of this, Mary stresses how it's important for parents to take time to exercise, eat well and de-stress so that they're in the right state of mind to address their own children's concerns more clearly. Then come back and talk to them. It is natural they will be feeling anxious, but for children, it's very empowering if you focus on the practical things that we can do. So it's okay to say, look, we we do not know how long you'll be off school. We do not know how long this is going on. We, We know that some people are going to get ill, However, look at what we can do. You know, it's really important that we're washing our hands. It's really important that we're engaging in social distancing. It's really important that we are putting in place these really practical steps to keep ourselves safe. And that is what we're going to continue to do. You're acknowledging that, yes, it is okay to feel worried. It is okay to feel anxious. It's a situation at the moment where we actually don't know exactly what's going to happen. However, by engaging in all these practical steps. This is what we're doing to ensure that we stay healthy, we stay strong and and focus on that practical aspect. As parents are struggling to keep their children physically and mentally fit from the confines of their own home, Mary believes there are three particular things to focus a family's attention on. The first is to set a routine. It is really important that we maintain some form of routine. And I think at the moment, some parents feel, oh my gosh, I now have to take on the role of teacher. I have to have such a structured day that they are 
absolutely structured the whole day. And that's not really what we mean. Yes, of course, it's important that they take on something with regard to their education, but they can also be helping around the house. They can be having family time, fun time. So I would advise parents to maybe even sit down as a family and write out the different things that you could do during this time, your schoolwork, your your chores, getting exercise, outdoor time, and nearly every morning, decide on a little schedule for each person in the family, engaging some of those things that are activity-based, but also relaxation and, and family time. Secondly, it's important to create goals and accomplishments for children in this situation. It actually is very psychologically important for children to feel that they are achieving something, to feel that they have a role in life, if you like. So in terms of that routine, some of these things can be their accomplishments. And yes, it can be their schoolwork. But we have a real opportunity here for them to experience education in a very different way. So things like making lunch, making dinner, you know, baking, gardening, learning to play chess, you know, they could be going online and learning coding. And it really doesn't matter. But it's important that we have some form of accomplishment and achievement um, during this period. So again, you think about things that each person in the family might do. They can teach you how to do things on the computer, for example. And finally, an emphasis must be made on trying to allow children to continue some form of connection with their peers, utilising technology and services around us. You know, it may be for little ones, actually getting them to FaceTime their little buddy up the road. It could be making little cards or gifts for the grandparents. They may not be able to see them at the moment, but they need to connect to them. And um, for the older children, and I know we go out about social media with older children, At the moment, it really is important that they engage with their friends and having a certain amount of time when they are keeping in touch with friends is important. And we are so lucky that we have technology to help us at the moment. It's also important for families to understand that there will be an end to this. But the time in between will also undoubtedly bring some difficult moments for parents to manage. I'm not going to say this is just going to be a Mary Poppins situation. Mm. You know, for most families, we are going to have some family disagreements. There's going to be some frustration. You know, a lockdown, whatever, isn't easy. But if we keep coming back to why we're doing it, you know, why are we doing this? We're doing this to keep us safe. We're doing it to keep our family safe. We're doing it to keep our extended family safe. We're doing it to keep those most vulnerable in society safe. So it's not panic, but it is important. And if you keep coming back to that issue, it can really help them as well. That was episode nine of Viral COVID-19. I want to say a huge thanks to the Irish sons, Adam Higgins and Dr. Mary O'Kane for joining me on today's podcast. Please remember as well, if you can leave us a quick review, if you have been listening to the podcast over the last two weeks, as it does go a long way in getting the word out there to other listeners. I'm Ian Doyle. I will talk to you on Friday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 